0: everyone. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Tales from the Tavern. Tales from a Tavern is a live stream broadcast every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern on Twitch. All of our conversation topics come from our chat, so we never really know what to expect when we go live. Grab your favorite beverage and sit back and relax and enjoy this week's Tales from the Tavern. Hello, hello, everybody. We are live. We got another episode of Tales from the Tavern. We had a few little, like, last-minute kinks to work out, but I think all is good. But if all of a sudden we have somebody go, I can't hear anybody anymore, (laughs) we know what's (laughs) going on. So, anyway, welcome, welcome to everybody. And uh, we are going to get going with some introductions. So we're actually going to go in the opposite order of the way we usually start. We're going to start with Nikki and work our way around. So, Nikki... Uh, please tell everybody a little about yourself and where they can find you on social media.
1: (laughs) Um, I am Nikki and I am the owner and creator of Beholder to No One, a TTRPG podcast that has way too many shows. And um, I'm also the creator of Dice Before Dawn, which is starting a Vampire the Masquerade game and Sound Control RPG, which is starting a Savage Worlds game, all three of which will be on the Geekspective network. Officially, I signed on with Beholder to No One this month, so I'm very excited for that. Um, And you can find me usually on Twitter, at Beholder to No One. Also, if you need editing needs, I got you.
0: Yes. I can edit your (coughs) audio. Editor for hire. We love it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks for coming on to hang out tonight. And um, Ork, we're going to go to you next.
2: Oh, snap. Uh, Hello. Hello. I'm Ork from Mork. You can find me trolling around Twitter, uh, talking nonsense, sharing memes. And then more recently, I've been doing more creative things, creating ancestries for Pathfinder 2nd Edition, uh, Witcher and Final Fantasy content for Pathfinder 2nd Edition, and the occasional 5e uh, stuff when I feel like making 5e stuff. But that's pretty much it. Content creator, forever DM. Hit me up with your ideas and uh, we can make things happen.
0: Awesome. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned Pathfinder 2E because I uh, just got involved in a group chat over the weekend where we were like, we should all play a Pathfinder 2E game. And then everybody went, who's going to DM it? And we were all like, not me.
2: <laughs> oh, if you need someone, I'm available.
0: You, we, we might tap into that. Um, yeah. All right, uh, Sarah, we're going to go to you next.
3: Hi, everybody. I am Sarah. Uh, I am affiliated with the A Vancouver by Night channel, um, where I do my streaming. So I play a cleric on Tuesday nights in the uh, would-be heroes game, and I DM for them also. So on, I'm trying to think, Sundays, it's actually just before this, um, we uh, are running through the Lost Minds of Fendelver kind of starter set, and I've got some brand new players and some very mature they don't like when i say old mature players sorry buddy Seasoned. um <laughs> sorry about that <laughs> um and um yeah you should you should come over and check us out and i'm at smoread on twitter um and i would love some more ttrpg followers um and um just um to tag on to Oh my goodness, I'm so super bad with names. Nikki, what Nikki had said about starting a vampire game, uh, the the channel that mostly hosts us is a Vampire the Masquerade channel. Um, we're their only D and D content, so that's super awesome way to go.
0: That's exciting. I've uh, I've seen the tweets about Vancouver by night, so I'm excited to. Uh, I haven't gotten to actually like watch any of it because life, but uh, but I'm excited to like actually get to chat. <laughs>
3: I, you are not going to be able to ask me anything about the Vampire the Masquerade stuff because I am like, I b- was brought on for the d d side of things. Gotcha. But they keep trying to get me into it and I'm just like, do it. it seems so confusing. It's and I'm, not. That's what they say, but I think they're lying to me as payback <laughs> for killing their characters in d d
1: Building the character is the most confusing part, but if you have help doing it after that, it's super easy. Awesome. Because okay. Okay. the DM will I'll tell try you it. what to run, the storyteller will tell you what to do.
0: All right. And uh, next we'll go over to Jason.
4: Hi everybody. I'm Jason. Um, uh, On the socials, I uh, write D&D, GM, RPG blog called ShadowMane.com. So I'm also Shadowmain on Twitter. I'm Shadowmain on Instagram, blah, 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 blah. I am literally a forever GM. I run five games a week, sometimes six. And uh, this month is my 40th anniversary of the first time I played DD. So almost forever, that's literally. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what you get for being old, I well, guess. Well, I was going to say, it's your 40th
0: anniversary of the first time you ran a DD game. It's just my 40th anniversary.
4: Right, <laughs> right. Well, I'm I, I should 40 say. This year, so. <laughs> Today is actually my birthday, believe. it It is! Not, happy, so, birthday. Yeah. Oh, happy birthday! Happy birthday! Sir.
0: Let's Yay. get some happy birthdays in chat for Jason. Yay! <laughs> um, well, Thanks. thank you for coming to spend your birthday night with us. Um Jason is a longtime caller, first or longtime listener, first-time caller. So uh Always. <laughs> <laughs> so we're happy to have you. And uh last but definitely not least, bees who's been here more than a few times. <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, hello. There hello. Oh. Hello. We can hear you. I I hit the mute button like nine times and it was like, nah, nah, stay muted. <laughs> stay muted. Yo, <laughs> everyone. I'm Big Bees, uh, variety streamer, voice actor, pixel artist, TTRPG enthusiast, ah speedrunner ah, and some other things that i can't remember right now because <laughs> i've been writing papers all day um hi
0: hi
5: i i don't know what else to i i've been playing ttrpgs for a while i've played a bunch uh i've played ugh, monster hearts DD <laughs> 4 D 5e D and uh, no, no other D Uh I've played Savage Worlds. Uh, I'm currently playing uh, Aether and Steamworks, which is a uh, game created by the wonderful Tyson Burris. He's so cool. he is, uh, yeah. Oh my god, the guy's the guy's amazing. I'm still convinced he made a deal with a demon to get all that talent because right? he not only he came has, up with like, the, so
6: yeah, he not talent. only
5: came up with the system. He, like, came up with it, did all the artwork, like, GMs all the games. He's just brilliant. He
0: is. Yeah. He is. I'm excited that you're here. Thanks for coming to hang out.
5: No problem.
0: (laughs) And, uh, yes, Ty Burris is amazing. uh, At Roll underscore four underscore chaos is his twitter is that his twitter handle and then he's rf chaos on twitch and he also did oh yes. all of the RF overlay chaos. work for this stream um starting soon brbs all of that so so yes we are big fans of his uh over here and um well awesome so if this is your first time coming to hang out in our chat uh the way that this stream works is all of our questions come from you guys so feel free to just drop your questions in chat and uh, we've got a moderator that will get them to me so that I can pose them to our group. If you have channel points and you would like to spend them, we have something called Ask My Question Next. You can use it, well, it can be used a total of three times per night, and that will bump your question up to the top of the queue. So if we have a long list and you have a question that you are absolutely dying to get answered, you can use your channel points for that, and we will ask your question next. That's exactly why it's called that. So uh, we're going to start, I'm going to throw a question out to all of you guys um, and hopefully we'll get some in from chat while we're chatting about that. And so my question for you all is one that I haven't asked a group in a while because we've had some other ones. So when you play at a table with actual dice, do your dice have to match?
2: No. No. No.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Everybody
5: who said no, get off the stream now. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. I, I will admit some, for the most part, they will start out that way. But yes. no, no, you start rolling. You're you telling me, you're telling me right now, just because they're all uh golden sparkly, if you roll a D20 that gives you three ones in a row, you're going to be like, ah, at least it's pretty. No, no I change I'm going to throw set. that one. I am literally going to walk Ooh. up. Uh, I'm going to get up, walk out of my friend's house or wherever I am, launch that D20 (laughs) as hard as I can into the stratosphere, and then grab another one, because I will come with a literal sack of dice, which is somewhere I don't know where it is right
1: now. (laughs) I I cannot Uh, find my sack. I usually have two sets of dice, one that is specifically for the character itself, because every character has to have their own set of dice for some reason. And then my bi-die, which are the bi-flag colors and I'm just in love with oh. them because my friend got them for me. Um, and those usually roll really well for me, so I'm usually good with that, no. but if... I will reroll a d20 if it's failing me, but 99% of the time I will use the same set.
3: My pre-game dice ritual is <clears throat> that I, out of my multiple sets, much like bees, I have a dice bag of hoarding um, and I roll all of my d20s and the ones that roll high then get a roll off and those ones that roll high. So I end up with about maybe three or four sets of good pregame rolls and then I'll pull those whole sets. But if one of the d20s starts to fail me, only it needs to go, not the rest of the set. And really I just go by which one is pretty in the moment Mm. that I need to make the roll. Because I tend to play clerics, and like clerics seem like pretty people to me. Um, But as a DM, the ones that I always keep are I have a really beautiful glitter set um, from Little Dragon Dice Core, a Canadian company, and one of my students bought me a metal set of dice for my birthday two years ago. And like they were middle school students, so he had been saving up his like allowance money for a while to get them, and They are like my most precious set of dice, That's and so they funny. kill lots of players. So I really appreciate him for getting me those. There
1: you go. Yeah. I got these really pretty black and white sparkly ones that you can't see. Oh
3: yeah, those are pretty.
1: And it has hot pink on it that I got for my robot mm-hmm. girl that wears a hot pink mini skirt. I
0: love it. These are the ones that love are on a theme my desk set. that I use the most. Uh, they are. The Avalor dice, they're from Die Hard Dice, but they are mm. specific to the Arcane Spectacles Kickstarter that they did for their um, dice uh, spell trackers, their wooden spell trackers. <laughs> so those are my my full set that are my baby, but I have uh, at least 12 sets within arm's reach right now. So, <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> so if I just do that. I've just ordered
3: my first diehard dice. Like they're, they're not here yet, but I ordered them nice. um, for me and my girlfriends who have been trying to convince to play D&D or anything with me for years. And they've just started playing with me in the last year. And so I ordered them each a die or like a big, a big nice. one. Um, and so I'm really excited when they get here, I will come back and like tell you how I'll they're to, statistically let, yeah, rolling. Say, let us know
6: how it goes. <clears throat> yeah.
2: Yeah, my DM dice are just kind of, basic they're just black dice with gold lettering oh. just real You're simple classy. but yeah. they uh i keep them in my my dope ass little yeah. box here. that
5: screams dm dice right there yeah exactly
2: and they when i use them as a player they roll like garbage but when i use them as a dm your character's
4: gonna die and i yeah. am sorry
0: <laughs> yay i
4: yeah i don't even have that much um many superstitions. I start a game with mixed sets. I know, everybody throw things at me for that. <laughs> but I have—I had a Dwarven warrior one time who had a Vorpal sword, and he cut off more people's heads than, <clears throat> than like everybody else that I've known with that weapon combined. So this was his dice. This is the original dice from my Tom Moldvay expert blue box set that's how old i am and uh i would so i would play with any other dice right this the damage dice the, the initiative dice whatever it was but i wouldn't play that character unless i had this little plastic green dice and now it's so it's round i can't use it anymore because it has no corners <clears throat> but um yeah yeah I've somebody
2: gamers who have those d20s that are now spheres being rolled so often and it blows my mind.
3: There there has to be some, you know, like when you've got like your favorite teddy bear from when you were a kid and they've got those like teddy bear hospitals where they'll like restuff them. There's (laughs) got to be a place for dice. There's got to be some niche market out there. Come on, get in the chat. If you are like the dice resharpener, like that's got to be somebody (laughs) on Etsy has a dice or,
5: for sharpening for for sure. Or this is your call to action.
0: I'm like right? I, I you might be onto something and I need to start there a There is a hustle. BRB yes. going shopping to
3: get a dice yeah. sharpening machine. There is a hustle here. Somewhere. I think with right. resin right. dice
1: that would be really easy, but like with the plastic ones it might be a little bit more challenging. Yeah,
4: the old plastic ones were really bad quality. Well you could you
2: could take an old plastic one and put it in a mold with clear resin
6: you yeah, oh, you still that's see good. the original yeah, like a, a dice really
2: revivification idea. process <gasps> yeah.
0: oh my gosh it's
3: forever. dicerevivify.com i'm claiming
5: that one
0: <laughs> you guys
3: what like
5: you once need to once do. again welcome everybody to shared tank <laughs> <laughs>
0: right? Oh my gosh. That's great. Well, on that, uh, on this, on this topic, a uh, bat duck used an ask my question next and wanted to know, do you have a ritual to punish your dice that roll poorly?
3: Oh yeah. They go back in the zipper. Yeah. I have a spell scroll, uh dice rolling mat and there's zipper pouches on each side. And when they're being bad, they go back in the zipper and they don't get to come back out. <laughs> yes. That's the one that I have. Yep. Yeah, exact same one, but mine's rolled out in front of me. Oh yep. that's dope. and they go they go back in the zipper. Mm-hmm. They're so beautiful. No, <laughs> yours is different. M- mine is Okay now. I I like yours.
0: Yeah.
1: Wait, what is yours map oh, yeah. like... Um that's a great question. <laughs> I don't know.
3: Mine mine are dunamancy spells.
6: Oh, oh
2: Man, the one
0: I got my brother.
3: And, and they have
1: like, zippers, it. zipper pouches. Yeah, this one's from Die Hard.
0: I got this That's from a fun. shop on, well, actually, I, she her shop, I think, is on Etsy, but I found her on Twitter. It's one of those dice bags that holds, like, it's got a bunch of pockets. Oh, in it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It holds a bunch of sets, and then you can fold it out flat so you can use the center as a rolling tray. I can't really hold the whole thing up because they will all fall out if I do, but the <laughs> outside of it, is a map of Middle Earth.
5: Oh, so nice. Nice,
6: nice. So,
0: yeah, that's...
5: Wow. I yeah. Like using that. it, it really depends where I am. If I'm, like, at a friend's <laughs> house, I'll just launch the die. Yeah. I'll just, yeah. i would be like, just oh, cool, it. one! Yeah. yeah, just yeet it yeah. into, into yeah. another room or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I'm out in public, I, I think they might frown upon that, and then I won't be allowed to come back anymore, but, <laughs> you know. I just So put it I'll aside probably as... just yeah Sorry. probably just just i'll treat it like chewed gum i just get a piece mm-hmm. of paper throw it in there and ball the paper up and set it to the side <laughs> it needs to know that it did something yes. wrong so, <laughs> Ugly. yeah Ugly. yeah i oh,
1: yeah, just set mine aside i don't really do anything i know i have friends that actually like will sage their dice if they start acting poorly. <laughs> <laughs> They're like i'm preparing for the game <laughs>
0: I don't actually use this for dice. Uh, people who have been here or been in chat before know what I use this oh, for.
2: It's a trebuchet. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's my little dice, dice <laughs> trebuchet. I usually use it for mini marshmallows, though. Um, I use them. I've When I got to play in person, I would put mini marshmallows at it and fire them at other people at the table, especially when I got <laughs> bored. But, you know, sometimes I would threaten to put my D20s in there and launch them across the room. So
1: until you break drywall one time
0: (laughs) (laughs) hasn't happened yet but we shall see (laughs) it doesn't launch them that hard so uh you know i'll I'll take it but all right uh rf chaos uh who we were just talking about a little bit ago that's ty uh is Mm -hmm. in chat and uh his question is have you ever had a wtf moment in gaming
3: (laughs) of course every game Every game,
0: yeah,
3: (laughs) yeah, yeah, every game I've, I've got, um, yeah, I play, I play six games a week, um, like two hour games, like I think my longest game is three hours, um, but I play six games a week and every single one, if, especially if I'm the DM, no matter how good my planning is, no matter how good I know, my partners and my, my best friends and my players, I, I end up with something like that. And I'll just be like, nope, didn't plan for that. Completely make it up. Yep, second second game of our stream. Character died. Totally legit. Rolled triple six on their death saving throws. Um, Totally made up the rest of uh, like an eternal punishment from the Raven Queen that was so bad she sent him back to the Prime Material Plane. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah, it... Every, every game is a WTF and that's, I don't know. I think that's the fun. Like that's the, that's the chaos Ramlin, in me. That's like, the, that's the parts that I remember the most. That's a good question.
2: I always try to write a WTF moment in the games I run. Like I want the players to say that. Me personally, uh, there was a game I was playing in 15 years ago <laughs> uh, where the DM was running something called like a Fungin. So like every room was something completely random. He had this chart that we rolled on every time we opened the door. Um, and one of the rooms, it was a hallway 20 feet wide with a slight concave divot in the middle that went up at like a 45 degree angle. And we're walking our way up. And then we hear a rumbling, something heavy, and rolling, Indiana Jones. And we see this large boulder barreling at us and we run, 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 make reflex, dexterity saves, whatever it is to get out of the way. And it hits the bottom, but not with the impact you would think a boulder like that would hit with. And we realize that this thing is made of balsa wood and we hear a noise on the inside and we're like, um, all right, well, it's balsa wood. Let's break it open. So we break it open. It's full of hornets. Oh no! And that was literally you're like, what the? What? What? <laughs> yeah. In- insane. Insane. Absolutely yeah. stupid. I hated it. <laughs> and loved
0: it. That's amazing. I-,
1: I think my biggest one recently was when my DM for my Friday game finally released like the climax of our story. And... We realized slowly throughout this one session that we had accidentally given the bad guy all the information they needed to to do all the things they did. As we slowly begin to piece together, and every single Dragonmark house exploded after we made one bomb go off to kill the Boromar like we were planning to. And then every other Dragonmark house exploded at the same time, and there was just mass confusion. And my character's significant other was in a house that exploded and she was freaking out. And then we were like worried about are are our kids safe, are our friends safe, like who's okay? And it was just mass chaos. And I'm just like, literally, I had an anxiety. I was like having anxiety during the session as she was explaining it. I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) And the second one was when I walked into a trap, which was epic after I realized it and I got killed. And it was... So epic and I'm like, oh that was fuck that was freaking genius. I just like I'm like kudos to you. I like I did not yeah. think that one through. Just. Mm-hmm. and but everybody I, else is like, what is going on? I'm like, <laughs> we walked into a trap. The bad guy's good. I, um, I love
3: I love most, those moments when yeah. the DM <clears throat> can make the bad guy like r- believable. And, and real and like have their own motivations that exist outside of just your characters. Mm-hmm. I, those are those are such fulfilling moments. I'm sorry, Jason, I totally cut you off.
4: Oh, I, that was a great point. Um, no, I was just gonna say, you know, cause I DM all the time, most of my, like uh, Orc said, I'm, I'm writing WTF moments, but uh, <laughs> see, now that I think about it, when it happened last week? And if my players are online, they may still have not figured it out. So, <clears throat> I'll, so maybe I'm revealing something.
3: I'd iPhones <laughs> so players.
4: I had one of those trap room kind Earmose. of things. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. They, they got through it. They lived. Um, <clears throat> but it was like this: they were stuck in this cube, and like a cube of mirrors, where each side of the cube does something different. And uh, one of the sides, a hydra comes out and attacks them. But it was uh, like a reflection on them. So the trick was, if, once you hit the Hydra, the, the next person who hits it, the Hydra defends as if it was the last player character who hit it. So if the Paladin hits the, tiger, uh, the Hydra, and um, and then the fighter goes to hit the Hydra, now he has to hit the Paladin's armor class, and the Paladin has to make a save. So. They never figured out what was going on. They were just like, why do you keep asking what my saving throw is? So I'm sure they were looking for WTF word uh, choices all the time.
5: Yeah, with me, uh, literally every session I'm a part of is a WTF moment. (laughs) That's just anybody who invites me to a game, you need to know this is going to happen. Like, a buddy of mine, (laughs) Roy, did a one-shot, and I had this, uh, he was a, uh, uh, fire genasi. He was a fire genasi, uh, I think, sorcerer? And he was just paranoid. So every, (laughs) he brought in a goblin to talk to us. And, but the goblin just snuck up and was like, hey, guess what? And I was like, fireball! And just killed him right off bat. And he was like, what? Uh, I was like, you scared me. I didn't know. We're in this dungeon. This dude just said he's gonna kill us. And then you bring a goblin out. I assume he's gonna stabby, stab, stab the ankles. So he took a fireball to the face. Guess whose ankles aren't stabbed? This guy's. And he was like, but he had so much plot. And I was like, well, I'm sure he'll have plenty of plot in the astral plane where I say, him. That's um
2: hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm actually it.
5: playing I'm playing a character right now. Um yes, yeah, Ty, <laughs> Ty says I'm not lying cuz I cho- uh, uh I just joined uh the the Friday game on RF Chaos Sparrows. They're all space pirates. So much awesome. fun. So I was like, "Hmm, I wonder what kind of uh character I can choose. I want somebody that, you know, might bring a little bit of chaos." So, after speaking with Ty, I have cre- i created a uh, turtle character in his in in the in the the cobalt races that he's come up with. Pretty much a turtle character that is old and kind of senile, can't hear well at all. Like he is, te- his his hearing is awful, and he uh, he mixes potions. He's a brewer, so all my potions have random side effects and it's a table I have to roll on. So we'll, like the first time I met everybody, the security guard on the ship tried to like pick me up. I freaked out, hit him with a potion, <laughs> made him like, he ended up only being able to speak slang for like an hour. Then uh, I, I threw a potion at like this little orange dude and it made him grow a second head, which tried to attack him. So he ran off screaming and then uh we actually got into a fight oh, and i was like i got this and i drank a potion to get strong and like my arms doubled in size and i was like yeah <laughs> but then one of the side effects was that my i had two uh like saber teeth that just dropped down like f- like three feet yeah and so i'm just like this this super swole saber tooth turtle and uh <laughs> then i drank another potion to uh like counter that And what ended up happening is all the stuff from before, but two things happened. I had a tentacle come out of my chest that helped me fight and my, my hand fell off and was replaced by a bone blade. So I'm running around as this abomination to God and man alike, just like, and it was just. It was, yeah. I mean, that that entire session was just one, like four hours of WTF because there was <laughs> so much to happen. Like the brief rundown without any context, which is the best way to do it, is that we ran into a port, uh, both uh, a, a little girl and a robot, almost got stranger-dangered by the owner of the port. Uh, he tried to fight them and then eat someone else's brain Uh, they fought back with magic we made it there, summoned a meat mountain Uh, a lot of people died in the meat mountain bees tried to attack us then a guy named bees who summoned the bees came after us and tried (laughs) to attack one of our party members named bee and then everybody uh, got hit with a magic grenade that uh, grew hair all over their body and so we're running around like giant wookies in a massive pile pool of meat so yeah
3: on a chaos scale of Sweet. like one to all the bananas on Jason's shirt, how normal was this experience for that campaign?
5: It was about a uh, Thursday, you know. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. All right. Yeah. It was, you know, look, getting close to the, you know, like a like a one to five. It was up there on that four. Not the okay. craziest, but it was still a little, a little, little, little more than a usual Tuesday, so. Right, yeah,
3: if you would have come out and been like, no, that's business as normal, I'd been like, wow, that's, there's a lot going on all the time. You, you weren't the chaos maker. Yeah. Everything is the chaos, that's, yeah. Other yeah.
5: than, other than the eldritch abomination of a turtle that I was, um, <laughs> everything else was not my fault that time, so. <laughs>
1: that time keyword. Yeah, that
5: time. <laughs> P- is a what the fuck moment. Yes. Yes, I am. Yes,
6: I am.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think as a DM, uh, my favorite moment that was semi chaotic because I was coming up with it on the fly was the players met two gith warriors and I'm like, what am I doing with these guys? And like this is all off the top of my head because I had no freaking clue where I was going with the story. And I decided, okay, the Gith don't like Mind Flayers because they enslaved them, so they're here to fight Mind Flayers. You guys want to fight Mind Flayers? And they're like, yeah, let's go fight Mind Flayers. So they go to kill the Mind Flayers, and I'm like, cool, you helped us, we owe you a boon. But we're going to teleport back to the Astral Plane. You guys want to go to the Astral Plane? And they all said yes. So I made a futuristic city off the top of my head in the Astral Plane that is, like, actually now Shadowrun-ish. So that, that was
0: Interesting.
1: Yeah, it was, I was very excited because now I get to play a Shadowrun kind of but also D&D which I understand way more <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I'm trying to think I, I know that they have existed um, but none are coming to the top of my head right now Oh well I'm sure one will hit me, like, at two in the morning, and I'll just have to, like, put it yeah. up there on Twitter. Wake something.
2: up in the middle of the night, like, ah, there it is.
3: It was that one! <laughs> In in the podcast that gets released next week, you'll, your voice will just cut in right now being like, this was the thing, <laughs> and just it will have like no reaction from any of us, right. but you just edited it in post, that's right. okay. Well, that's exactly what's yeah.
6: gonna happen. Yeah, Here, yeah, we yeah, just
3: yeah. react now. Oh
1: my god, that's ridiculous. Oh man, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. That oh scary. snap!
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, Chat's like, just tweet it out. And then uh, who's in chat does all of our, helps me with all of our editing. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, yeah, we can make that happen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh yeah. Chat just came up with one. Uh, I had a character that's a ranger who in Pathfinder first edition, who uh, as um, a feature of her class can shapeshift into a bear. Uh, Shapeshifter is is a is a thing that's a ranger ability, uh, a ranger mm-hmm. subclass in Pathfinder First Edition, and she managed to morph into a bear and then uh, tightrope across a rope and over an alleyway, like on a rooftop chase. It was, and she was like the only member of the party that was able to do it on the first try. It was the weirdest thing. It was like what just happened (laughs) caught up with the person we were chasing and they were like, why am I being chased by a bear? (laughs) So, Oh my goodness. All right. Let's see. We got another question that came in from a diagnosed Matt. Matt would like to know if you have to give yourself a D and D class in real life, what would you be?
1: I actually know this one because uh, my group uh, of friends called the Pod Squad. We all answered this, and mm. someone draw uh, drew us a picture of all of us in our characters, oh, and it's so my cool. uh, oh. it's my banner in Twitter, and it's adorable. But um, it is the creation bard. Oh. That is the one that I would be because I like to craft the things and create uh, things. 100%,
3: like, a hundred percent. Like a bard is is like I feel like if you're a streamer and if you're a DM. And and you don't pick bard for yourself, then there has to be a really interesting story. Why? Because it seems cliche, but really, like, bards bards are the best best class. I'll just I'll put that out there. I'll like, I I don't know. Fight me,
6: at me, whatever.
3: <laughs> bards are the best class, <laughs> and I'm I'm proud to be one in real life.
6: So
5: I'll I'll add to that. Um, yeah. I don't think I would be a bard.
6: What?
5: Fully, I okay. believe I would be a barbarian.
1: <laughs> That's a good show
5: because you know I I I can you know in times of extreme duress uh, summon a fury that is known by very few and you know I I can get mad and punch stuff and I'm a big dude so you know I can raw with the best of them but so- I also see myself in you know i am I am a charismatic gentleman, I'd like to think, and you know, I think I could do both
3: you you took like enough levels in bard to get your totem, and yeah. then <laughs> you were like, okay, and and Bard for the rest. Yeah, I'm okay, sure, yeah, right.
2: yeah just like bees, I would definitely be a barbarian. I have a lot of a lot of anger that I've been able to calm as I've gotten older very charismatic charming and I can you know spin a tail whatever but uh, yeah there's definitely those times where uh, when I'm driving is when my oh. rage comes out <laughs> <laughs> if I see a car without a turn signal change a turn in I am like just just <sighs> raging see,
5: we can we can spin a tail as well as we can spin an axe exactly so. <laughs>
4: And I'm a bard too. When um, I'm not playing D and I'm a musician. So, oh nice. Uh, I don't. A I literate. guess I don't. Re- I don't really have a choice, right? Yeah.
3: A, a literal bard. That's yeah. that is epic. What do you play?
4: I play blues harmonica for the most part. Ooh, oh, nice. That's why I have the banana shirt. It works good at gigs. Yeah, <laughs> makes me stand out <laughs> a little more. <clears throat>
1: yeah, I started being a bard before I even knew D and D was existed because I played <laughs> instruments as for 13 Maybe. years and and i was introduced to D.
3: yeah M- musical theater kid and yeah. introduced to D. yeah yeah yeah
0: i would probably say like uh, uh, like most everybody here i think i have like one level in bard but i'm also like I'm the mom friend. Mm-hmm. I'm the, you know, so I'm probably like some weird combination of like ranger, cleric, something or other, you know, somewhere in there. I don't really know how that would look, but it's probably some class that's never been created before. So, yeah,
1: you would be the one to make sure you have a that you could provide food and water and shelter for everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And also, he'll patch them up when they hurt patch and them, and them, them down. <laughs>
2: Got I think your food, I, got your snacks.
0: Yeah, but also because of being a parent, that also means I have a level in Barbarian.
1: So...
2: Mm, <laughs> of yep, yep.
1: Very multiclassed. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's what I was thinking earlier when uh, everyone was saying how sweet Luna is. I'm like, <laughs> but I know. I know Luna is a mom, and there is a tempest that you do not want to experience it's when she true. Angry. It is so true. <laughs> I don't...
0: Do you... Luna,
3: do you feel like, though, as a mom, because... A year ago, I had an Mm 11-year-old, and right now in my house, I have an 11-year-old, a 17-year-old, an 18-year-old, and a 20-year-old, who are all, I I am now the mom of four.
6: Yeah.
3: Um, Which has happened in, like, the last eight months. Um, Do you feel like it's barbarian? Because there are times where I feel it's more like fighter because of the action search. (laughs) Like, because I can choose like I get those extra just grit moments of like yeah we need to step this up and <laughs> and and take it to another level I'm exhausted I haven't <laughs> slept dinner needs to be made laundry needs to be made everybody needs to do homework I also have my life that I need to do now I need another gear I need another action on this turn please and like I feel like fighter more adequately describes the mom that I'm turning into
0: so that's probably true for some moms, <laughs> not me. I am a, I'm like cruising at 60 until I have to ramp it up to 900. And, uh, and so I think sure. for me, it's probably more barbarian. Cause it's just, I'm a single mom and it's just me and my kiddo and she's 13 now. So it's like, she's old enough to be not self-sufficient but like she can do her own thing and you know like bike to a friend's house and stuff like that. But like, you know, it's like the, okay, you need to clean your room. Okay, you need to do this. Okay, you need to do that. I said claim your rep, you know? Sure,
3: yeah, I get it now, yeah. You're a
2: a high enough level barbarian where even if you're fatigued, you can still go into rage.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I would actually put it as for me as a mom because I try to be a mediator, mostly Mm -hmm. because uh, I have an adopted foster kid. So there's a lot of things that I need to make sure I have to level them out and be not, I can't scream that doesn't end well. I can't ground, I can't yell, I can't do any of those types of things because that's just going to escalate the situation. I have to be like, okay, nope, we're going to calm down. We're going to explain this calmly. We're going to, okay, you can't act like that. And so it's like kind of like a monk mediator type of thing, just like a meditative type of deal. Or even like, like it sounds like you've subclassed bards.
3: Like you've got a little bit of like the College of Eloquence and a little bit of the College of Creation, Like like you're all the bards.
1: I'm okay with that too. Because yeah. my character wizard. is okay. a mom yeah. wizard. I wish I could just cast spells. so When
4: everything comes at you at once it's, you, you, maybe you're a wild magic sorcerer. Uh, yeah, <clears> yeah.
2: It's a
1: wild magic surge. It's like, no, yeah, here's that's your pretty meds,
2: please. Summon <laughs> snacks, <laughs> summon drinks, summon nap,
1: summon medication.
2: <laughs> summon medication. <laughs> summon go the hell to sleep.
0: <laughs> okay, yes. so after this stream, we now know that we need to buy the uh, the website for our dice uh, revivify, yep. Rev- whatever that was dice, called.
2: Revivify.com. Yep. Revivify.
0: Yep. Rev- yep. Rev- Rev- R- <laughs> Love it. Love and we need to yeah, write Revividime. a D&D class that is a mom wizard. Yes. There okay, so we got to get on those two things. We're making a to do list here. Oh my gosh.
5: Though, I'm sure we can all agree. That toddlers are just barbarians, angry for yes. <laughs> real. Yeah, but they have percent. tireless that,
2: rage.
3: They yeah. also have access to the wild magic table because yeah. they're yeah. random. Like, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I. Ha-
4: that's why have they just have, go ahead. They have Fury the small also. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah yeah
3: yeah. Halfling nimbleness, like mm-hmm. oh yeah, they yep. yes they are stacked. <laughs>
2: and I was, luck, I definitely halfling luck.
5: Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! They got halfling and rogue luck. They got every every <laughs> luck ability in there. They I have know.
2: the best abilities of all classes, and
5: none of them.
6: other. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and in the a- youngest kid gets bountiful luck
1: that they can spread to their siblings. Yeah.
6: Mm-hmm. Like uh, yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure that that's influences. how that works. Yeah. With advantage against or. Advantage a, against... A, a, advantage
2: uh, against Mom Wizard. Yeah. Yes. yeah.
1: yes. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> i was trying to word it. I couldn't do it.
0: Hidden ability secret explosion.
3: Oh, God. <laughs> oh God. God. And as we have been talking about this, I've just come up with, like, the best game idea where everybody has to play a patron of a warlock. And, like, the whole campaign is about this group of patrons who are like... Oh my God! What are they getting into this time?
1: Like, oh I feel like there's God, so much. There. I, I, wanna is, oh God, yes. I want to get into this. You're so just playing a
6: parent. You're playing a warlock please, and your
2: this.
5: Please, message mom. me if you do this. I am down.
3: And then we patrons. have patrons and
1: parents. The yeah, new D and D game. Oh my God. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we have to play as the we parents that we just stated We were. That's right. That's right. Oh God.
5: Sixty, per- like eighty percent of the game is just us going. Oh,
6: it's really just it's too that.
0: quiet. No,
3: like, <laughs> I, need I need I need wine. the
1: other twenty
4: percent of us
0: are going. Get the bottle of wine. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. it, right right here. the campaign starts in a tavern and they never leave. <laughs> 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 yeah, they would drink and complain. <laughs> oh
6: my
5: gosh Hey, Uh, I know. I know you just sat down, dude. But you're you're. Mm, he's at it again what <laughs> no i just talked to. Him. he said he understood god son of a
1: <laughs>
6: oh my god
1: how I mean... many times i to visit him this month yeah.
0: <laughs> that is i i am so into this i love this idea yeah. completely we got to do this i am
1: so down Leave. so we have three things on the to-do list now. yeah now we have, <laughs> yes. All right.
2: I'll have to make a mom wizard right class. <laughs>
1: We need a
0: mom wizard white, uh, no, a chalkboard wall for mom wizard.
2: <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Yeah.
3: A portable, like, like it's just like, and it unfolds and just is always available. Right. Is, yeah.
5: What's the name of the, the, oh, divine intervention. Yeah. Yeah. They, someone goes to do divine intervention. It's like, no, I told you not to do that. Yeah.
6: I told you not oh, to do that. Yeah, you didn't yeah, want to yeah, listen.
5: Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs>
3: Yes, we're going to have to create a, a totally new game, like, mechanic rule set for, um... No, fuck around and find out. Oh, sorry, we're PG-13. Like, <laughs> oh, no, you you brought this on yourself. Sorry, you don't get my advantage anymore. It'll just
5: be called, what did I tell you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> patrons, I tell you? patrons get a special <laughs> ability that's just called the you?
3: look.
6: It's just <laughs> yeah. a
1: gif of the look. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah uh-huh, 100%. I'm not... I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. I'm just
6: disappointed.
5: Beautiful. Oh,
1: my God.
2: Disappointed is going to be one of the ability checks. Always prepared.
5: Yes. Roll for disappointment. Roll for disappointment.
0: (laughs) This is fantastic. Oh, my God. I will
2: turn this game around. (laughs) I love it.
0: I love it. Oh, my gosh.
6: (laughs) we power could uh we could put the whole
0: thing on kickstarter and all of our yeah. kickstarter backers could like submit oh. like a parent cliche something or other that we have to involve
2: yes, yes. <laughs> oh that's brilliant
3: power word disappointment that's <laughs> so
2: gotta so love good. the
3: chat <laughs> it's so good it's thanks so
5: mom good. it's beautiful
3: they all get yeah advantage on performance oh. checks
0: the Southern Mob oh, ability, bless your heart. Bless
2: your heart. Yeah. Oh, that's, love it. There's that's so such many. an evil term right there. Oh, <laughs> It can be it's used to it. to give, give advantage or disadvantage. Yep.
3: <laughs> oh, right? that might it's be like, a
2: DM only ability. Like it's a right?
3: fate die mechanic. Yeah. But that the patrons get to imbue on other people. I love it. I love it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I could talk about this for the rest of the night, but we do have some mm, other questions real. that I would like to get to. <laughs> Uh, let's see. The next question that we have is uh, again from RF Chaos. If they have, how have TTRPGs and being involved in them improved your life? I'm here, right?
3: I'm here, That's getting to answer. talk to you, crazy yeah. people. Yeah, love it.
0: Of course, it definitely, definitely. got me through the pandemic.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. A bit, yeah, because I only started getting into the TTRPG uh, community on Twitter, I think, in February mm. of this year. Is that
0: all it was? Man, I feel like it's I been think a lot longer than February. I've
2: been with you. No, so it's only been like, oh, yeah, six months. Damn. Hmm. Yeah. Crazy. I actually
1: do have an answer for this one. Um, this D- or Tabletop games in general have taught me how to become a better face character in real life
6: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i am a very introverted person i do not like talking to people in person and having to play as bards in games or face characters in games i've had to learn how to interact and deal with the consequences in a fake situation so it taught me how to interact in a real life situation so i became better in real life at it which Helped me become a better mom because now I know how to like mediate so between my old job and boss and that I'm like I kind of am a better talker which means I became a podcaster so now all that made my life better
2: yeah my uh my buddy has a belief that if you are not using TTRPGs as a vehicle to improve uh your speech or some aspect of yourself then you're doing it wrong which I guess, I mean, you can play games to have fun. But uh, I think a lot of us, when we play games, we definitely use aspects of ourselves that we may or may not be comfortable with as characters. And we definitely do improve things about ourselves when we play the game. I mean, starting in AD&D with Thacko, I was awful in math, and now I am a genius in math. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually actually...
1: Um... It was funny because the first time I played a face character, I literally didn't want to do something. I didn't want to face a consequence. I didn't want to make a decision because mm-hmm. I was so afraid to. And my friend, who's a really good friend of mine, he's like, If you don't make this decision and play this out, I'm kicking you from my game. <sighs> like, you need to do this. This is part of the story. So I stepped up and did it and then I felt better because of it. But it was just like, oh anxiety. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I've had those players in games who didn't want to be like the party leader or like face of the party, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And you would definitely be like, hey, why don't you have the spotlight for a little bit? What do you have to say? And like slowly kind of work with them, build them up, and then next thing you know, they're the ones who are like, burn this town down, we're taking everything. And you're like, whoa, all right, I created <laughs> oh, a monster. Oh, oh, oh got out <laughs> of the back. <laughs>
1: That's, yeah, from, let's turn it back to a four.
4: <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's actually affected my professional life because I'm a freelance graphic artist. Oh. Um, but, um, you know, so whatever projects come my way, that's my job that week, whatever. But TTRPGs have gone from being my hobby where I, because I like to create stuff, to a big part of my actual career because I started teaching art at an uh, an mm-hmm. online school and now I actually teach D&D which is why I run five times a week to That's teenagers. Awesome. So it's part of my profession now and because of that I write my blog and a lot of my blog posts are about how to teach D&D to new players or kids and starting, I don't know when it'll be up, but pretty soon um, I started writing a uh, a series of articles for Cobalt Press, for how to teach d and to new players. So, I guess it's actually part of my profession now.
6: <laughs> I, I
3: love That's that. Awesome. Like I I am a high school, now, currently I'm at a high school, but I'm a special ed teacher. And mm-hmm. um, one of the few times that my kids get to truly integrate and be just one-on-one with their peers and just be even with their peers is at our D&D club that I facilitate. And so that's always just really special because all of these things that we practice in a special ed classroom about reading the room and facial expressions and tone of voice, we get to then actually just make them relevant. Um, and so I love D&D from that, but from a very real life standard, although it's not technically tabletop, there's nothing that is currently in my life that I don't owe to RPGs. I met my husband. We say we met online and people like assume it was like, oh, match.com. But no, it was like in 2004, <laughs> 2003, before any of that stuff existed. We met playing a Star Trek role play email post game. Um, and a friend introduced us. We were married a year later. I moved to a different country. My house, my career, my husband, my kids, everything in my life is because of RPGs and because I had that. And so like I have this real kinship, but for tabletop, Um, we've always been like the gaming family like people come over and we pull out games and stuff but um the the rpgs we picked up a couple of years ago because my friend the introvert was like oh my brother would never let me play with him and his his friends when they would come over and i was like i've never played but i'll run a game for you guys and now we're 2 we're It's August, we're about to hit two years in that campaign. And so, you know, getting to see them all grow and, and, and my introvert friend is still a little bit introverted, but she ran her first DM session for us this year. And like, that's, that's such a huge thing. So yeah, TTRPGs, um, have so much power and, and we can pull so much out of them, but I'm always going to be that person who points out that it's not always the job of TTRPGs or a DM to be a therapist. So sometimes it's okay to just have fun too.
6: Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. That is such an adorably nerdy love story. (laughs) Oh my God.
3: That is not the most nerdy thing about me, but sure, sure, sure. (laughs) Yeah, I met playing a Star Trek role playing email game.
2: That's That's pretty nerdy. It's
3: pretty nerdy. It's pretty nerdy, but I haven't told you all of the details. It gets, that story even gets nerdier within itself.
5: It is nerdception <laughs> up in there. Uh, I... I oh, go ahead, Bees. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say there's not really like much I can say. I mean, it hasn't like. I mean, I guess it kind of has. I don't know. It's difficult because mm-hmm. it hasn't really changed any aspects on the outside, um, but it definitely helped me with this move because. I moved up here to Orlando, and I know no one, and it's been like two, three years now, and I think I have like one friend up here. One. Oh, you
1: live close to me. You live like two hours away from me if you're in Orlando. Oh, no, Yeah.
5: (laughs) So yeah, and then I I just, this, this has been my only source of socialization, and so, yeah and it sucks I, i'm used to be one of those where it's like okay it's friday all right everybody's gonna come over we're gonna barbecue or we're gonna play poker we're gonna have board game night or D mm-hmm. and i'm used to people being here but now it's it's not and it sucks but then you know i'll just hop on my computer and be like hey who wants to play a game and bada bing bada boomer yeah
1: i was so happy when my My best friend moved up close to me like she we grew up in South Florida, so she moved up to uh, Tampa area where I live and moved in with me. And it was like so great because I was like, yes, you're by me now and we can play Mm D&D together and it's like 15 minute (laughs) drive and it's just awesome. It's the only one of the biggest reasons why I don't want to move from Florida, even though I hate Florida (laughs) with every Uh factor of my being. (laughs)
5: Don't get me started on that. We can, we can, we can create a whole That's show a whole just thing. on that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Why do you hate Florida? Podcast. How much
5: time you got? <laughs> That's
3: a limited, that'll be a limited series run on the patrons and parents game of right. just oh. escape from Florida.
1: Oh there God. is an alligator man uh, monster NPC that I found. I was just saying.
2: Well, <laughs> he oh pulls yeah. alligators
1: out of himself and tosses them at you.
4: From the
2: Midwest, you could collab that into Escape from Illinois. (laughs) Mm. See, we got games ready. We 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 have have all these ideas. Yeah,
3: Yeah, right? Lots of mid-season break series that we're ready to go. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Three or four days, man. We're good to go. I was going to say, I think for me, um, playing TTRPGs, both in person and... Online has vastly opened my social circle, um, which seems weird to say because it was so like it was such a not social circle thing, you know, when it first really came around. But I, I got into it from my my now ex husband got me into playing with a group of uh, mostly mutual friends, um, a few of his friends, and then. I ended up, uh, sort of, once our divorce was finalized, I kept the group, uh, the group. I was the one that ended up staying and playing with them. And then also just through getting involved in streaming TTRPGs and the TTRPG community on Twitter and all of that, it just has vastly, like I said, expanded my, my social connections and you know, people that I legitimately, you know, refer to as my friends. Um, You know, nine times out of 10 during the week, or I guess I should say six times out of seven during the week, uh, you know, I'm hanging out in a Discord chat with people (laughs) that I have never met face to face, but I totally want to spend my time with hanging out. And we don't even have to be playing anything together. A lot of times, all of us are playing a different game, but it's just kind of fun to be like, oh my God, this funny thing just happened in my game, or, you know, whatever's going on. But then also, I got to start this show and through that again expanding more of my social circle and getting to meet other really amazing people and learn about other really amazing games and you know that sort of thing has just been really awesome you know it's a really it's really been incredible but that like socialization aside it also <laughs> has forced me to become a more creative thinker in my everyday life you know i i look a lot more at problems in the day-to-day and i'm like okay what would this character do to solve this problem how would that character and no shooting an arrow at it isn't an answer you know but
1: um, one of my characters answers for every single question be punch it but <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that may be legitimate in some real world cases
1: but it's like it's not working punch it yeah. <laughs> it's not, don't
0: no but but it is i mean it's it's true You know, like in dealing with things um, at work, you know, I have a a job where I sit behind a computer a lot. And so it's sometimes just thinking about, you know, creative ways. I I make a lot of training videos for my job. I'm a training coordinator in my day-to-day work, so I make a lot of training videos. So, you know, I can add things in. You know, I can look at something that could be a really dry topic and make it a little bit more entertaining just because... Like, oh, this would be really kind of fun to add in or, you know, something like that that may not mean anything to anybody who doesn't understand it. Like, it just sounds like, oh, that's kind of funny. But then maybe there's somebody else in the room who knows D&D or knows something like that. And it's like, oh, there's a little, you know, it's like a nice little Easter egg to put in there. So it's how I find my people.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that kinship piece, I think, is really you know just um you know when i wear like a nerd shirt
6: yes. to school
3: you know um or whatever or i'm just out and about um and and somebody'll mention something it's like oh yeah like i i i was right on that precipice of group of millennials where nerds were not totally like treated like junk in high school mm-hmm. um and which i know was was a reality for so many of, of my friends in, you know, the TTRPG and nerd circles. Um, but I was right at that stage where it was like, and also I was like a theater kid. So, you know, the nerds were with us anyway, but I don't remember that being a part of like our reality. So I don't have those bad memories. Um, like a little bit of the gatekeeping, but, uh, because, uh, because I'm a girl, there was a little bit of like the gatekeeping piece of it, but, I think that kinship piece um and as bees was saying the fact that we can jump online i play six games a week none of them are in person um and you know we moved across the country we moved four time zones and six thousand kilometers a year ago and left everybody we knew we had never been here we had never been east of like the rockies um and moved to the east east coast further east than maine and uh because of discord zoom roll 20 dnd beyond all of those things i got I still get to see all my friends multiple times a week. I still get to have those moments, those shared connections. And it's not just about the game and the story, although those are important. But the other thing that I love about TTRPGs is those moments in between when you're joking about the real life thing or your friend who you've never met sends you 30 boxes of Jiffy cornbread mix because she heard you talk about how much you really miss cornbread meatloaf. Um, like those moments are are really important that it's not just about the characters in the game and me, it's about also my friends. So I, I totally hear what all of you and echo what all of you said about that.
1: Yeah. I, I've met so many people specifically over the last year, but even when I moved to this area and I went to a game store, I met people in my local area. I became really good friends with those people and played D D with them. And I'm still friends with some of those people that, and we don't get to see each other as much, but we played, like, eight-hour games of, like, Warrior, Shadowrunner, or whatever, and it was fantastic. And then now I've met, literally I've had, like, over a hundred people on my show between discussions and one-shots, and I'm still friends with a lot of them. I have over two or three dozen people that I talk to on a regular basis, which previously I talked to two people, my best friend and my <laughs> husband, and that was it. And, um, now, like, it's little things like I'll get sent, to, I got sent a D20 with a little note for Christmas from one of my friends that was online, or we did a gift exchange for a Secret Santa gift exchange and little things like that. Or um, somebody will message me and say, Hey, you've been quiet on the Discord. How are, are you? Are you good? And like it's just those little things that now you have and you didn't realize you had. Yeah. And I really, really like that lots of friends yeah well lots of cool people
0: <laughs> we are at a great spot to pause for a break so we're gonna do that now and we'll be back in like five to ten minutes uh, let our guests get up and stretch and refill drinks and all of that stuff and we will see you in just a few
2: more wine
0: do you have an adventuring party to feed why not check out the delicious goodies from our friends at critical hit cookies All of their cookies are baked to order, then carefully packaged to ensure freshness before being sent directly to you. Shop for treats like the Chocolate Toffee Espresso Cookie, the Ginger Cookie, the Chai Tea Blondie, or one of the sugar-free or gluten-free varieties. And you can get 10% off your order at criticalhitcookies.com. Use the code SHAREDEXP10 at checkout and try a new favorite today. And we're back. Hello, everybody. Uh, I hope you all had a good break, had a chance to free the pee and free the water elementals, and all of that good stuff that has to happen. So, we uh, we've got some questions that came in just before we went to break, and this one I think is a very very fun one to start back with. It came in from Bat Duck. What is the name of your TTRPG Garage Band, and what genre of music do you, does your
1: Garage Band play? Oh god. I'm so bad with coming up with names.
2: The only reason this is fresh in my head is because I think it was Lex on Twitter the other day mentioned something about a goblin biker gang and I called it the Everlasting Gob Choppers. <laughs> <laughs> and that is that. <laughs> that's what the band name would be the Everlasting Gob Choppers. And it would just be garbage, absolute garbage, just thrash metal.
0: That's amazing. I'm so sad I missed that whole interaction.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We, um, in our Tuesday night game, would be heroes. um, The the DM was just trying to describe like a mechanic and was like, yeah, it was like a natural 20. And he was like, yeah, the arc of the parabola of the arrow. And I was like, arc of the parabola, band name, I claim it.
6: And <laughs> so
3: we've been joking as different like things have come up that normally we'd put on like a T-shirt or something that those are the singles from the hit band Arc of the Parabola. So I'll have to say like Arc of the Parabola would be our band, um, and we would play like that like mid '90s <sighs> kind of uh-huh. like new wave punk, like kind of like early um, No Doubt, where it could go like a little bit into the punk and like a little bit into the pop Mm. and like could have a bunch of different things, but also covers of like all kinds of different things. That's that's what I'm gonna
2: go with. I like that. Yeah, like No Doubt, Offspring era.
3: Yes. (laughs) <laughs> totally, totally. Like a little bit of Avril levine Like a little bit of that. Like skateboard, Vans, chain yeah, yeah. wallet, corduroy pants. Like that's 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 our deal.
5: Man, let me think. I'm just. Well, I got the name. I'm just trying to think of the music, the type of music we would play. Well, what type of um, what type,
0: what's the name of the band?
5: Oh, it's it's got to be Bees and the Bee's knees. <laughs> 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 Our bees in the knees One of those two You know Something, something like that Big um, bees in the bees knees Yeah Big bees in the bees knees There we go And then I don't know what music We would play though
3: You know there's those bands That do like They show up at like Jazz festivals Or music festivals And they've got like Like a little bit of like Gypsy And they've got Accordions Me. And Violins mm-hmm. and they, But they can, can go hard Like Yeah I feel like I feel like that would be that would be a good like just a little okay. bit chaotic, slightly steampunk,
5: but big band and swing. That's yeah, oh, I'm sorry, someone yeah. said that. Yeah, in like uh, yeah, so. that was yeah,
2: Jason. Big band swing. Uh,
1: I think mine would be Eye of the Bard Holder, <laughs> <laughs> and it would okay. be a. Lindsey sterling esque Pentatonix X-type band. Ooh,
4: nice. All right.
2: Love it. Yeah, very melodic. Find
4: me up. Yeah. All right, I think mine is Jefferson Astroplane. Ooh, there you <laughs> awesome. go. Old school. And they, yeah, just totally psychedelic, like nobody even understands what you're talking about, kind yeah. of space music.
3: <laughs> that, that was- I heard a if you say sp-
4: that- Oh, go sorry, ahead, go Vince. ahead. Oh no, it I was, was gonna be like, I heard if you
5: play it backwards in the astral plane, you'll get you'll understand what <laughs> <your> oh.
6: <name." laughs> yeah. I'm saying. Such... Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Right. Right.
3: It was such an epic answer that you just gave that I could hear my husband laughing from two rooms over. So <laughs> you've won him as a fan
0: tonight. <clears throat> know what mine
1: would be um something to do with cats
0: probably something to do with like cats and lullabies yeah. and like, i don't know lo-fi so music like or smooth
2: something. smooth jazz smooth
0: jazz it would be like you know what actually you know what kind of jazz it would be it would be like the um oh gosh what's the name of the the trio that does all the music for the like the charlie brown movies
2: oh that's way before uh... my
4: time Jeez. Oh um... shoot! Now got I got you asked me, back. so I can't think of it. <coughs> uh, raid, raid, raid.
0: Let's see. Nice.
1: Uh, Vinsker... Girl- the Vinceraldi Girl- trio.
0: That's it. Yeah. Oh. It would be like that. It would be like you know, literally like a piano and like.
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: My brain immediately went to Luna and the cats.
2: <laughs> oh, there you go. Luna! See, I thought, I thought Nikki cat. would say that her genre would be R&B Holder.
1: Oh. oh. See, like that. that would have been clever.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but. <laughs> I don't know. I have no but. I don't have a butt. Oh, no. It's all good. <laughs> I was going to pick classical music. Before, but because like, I really like classical music, but mm-hmm. it didn't really fit.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: Like the Epic
3: Orchestrals. I yes. think it would be such a good name for like,
2: you know. Epic Orchestrals.
3: Yes. It's like
2: Azamar, Bard. Yes. Yeah. Cleric Paladins. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Like I have a weird okay. taste in music, either 90s or classical. <laughs> or, <laughs>
3: like,
2: I you, acapella. Like, those are well, the three options. I listen, I listen to everything except country.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I am, too.
2: No.
3: There, there's a place and a time for, you know, for, for a Garth Brooks song to show up in a playlist. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not totally opposed to that, but I I live, I currently live in a place where nine out of ten, maybe nine out of eleven... Radio stations are country. There's a French one because we live very close to a French speaking province. Um and, and 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 then there's one that's not. And usually it's like the public broadcasting company of, of Canada. It's like the CBC. Um, so I, I'm I'm not that into country though.
1: So. Yeah, so. my my hell is uh, I was in the backseat of my parents' Prius with my husband as we were driving to Tennessee, which is about an 18-hour drive for us. <laughs> oh. And they had control of the stereo, and it was country the entire time. And the station we were listening to just kept playing the same seven songs over and over and over again. So your parents
3: drive a Prius, but listen to country. Yeah,
1: there well, is my, some. My dad also has a. Tr- <laughs> my dad also has a truck. Like, okay, sure, sure. Oh, okay. So, but my my I, mom wanted a Prius because her drive was an hour away from home. <laughs>
3: Okay, that's Uh, that's totally fair. I will say that there is this guy that I follow on TikTok who is like like his whole shtick as a country musician is that he's gay and out and proud and a Democrat and like all of his songs are very legitimately like good music,
6: Mm. but
3: don't follow like traditional tropes. Um Mm. and and I, I will go out of my way to listen to his stuff for sure. And I wish I could remember who he was, but I cannot.
0: Chat, get on that one for us, okay?
5: Yeah, there we go. We need help. I'm just going to
0: TikTok for the
3: rest of this episode, and I'll see you yeah. guys in an hour no.
5: <laughs> That's a terrible, terrible rabbit hole to go down.
6: <laughs>
0: Seriously. Oh, my gosh. I yeah, mean, it's c- most country music, though, if you listen to it backwards, like, the dog lives and the wife comes oh, back. Yeah,
6: yeah. <laughs> very no, inspirational. That's the old joke.
0: Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's see. Um, The next question that we have is from, I am going to butcher this name. I'm sorry. Uh, Circedon, how do you deal with rule ninjas, the players who have read the rule (coughs) book a lot?
5: And? (laughs) 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 That's that's, that's how you deal with them. Yeah, so? Okay.
6: (laughs) Yeah, thank you.
5: You know, this is that's the first rule. Like I always tell new players, they're like, oh, well, you know, how what should I know? What should I do? Blah, blah, blah. Just have fun to hell with the rules. The rules are guidelines. They're not law. You know, yeah. you are the DM. You are law. So if, you know, you want to let somebody, you know, seduce a rock. Sure. Go ahead. Let them do it. But, you know, if somebody's like, oh, well, you can't because they're not actually alive. Oh, okay. Well, uh, oh, my God. Don't you hate it when that aneurysm hits? What aneurysm? Bye-bye.
3: Hi. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, Cirque, excellent question. It's a hard C for the second one. Okay. I know for, uh, he's he's one of our viewers. He's also my husband. Um, And <laughs> it's such a good question, babe. Um, I say thank you. I, like because I don't have that kind of time or interest, that's not why I play the game. So I do wanna honor the fact that that's like, that is a really important reason that some people play is they like the rules, they like min-maxing, that's the enjoyment they get out of the game. I don't wanna tell them they're wrong for playing that. So I try to balance it of like, Okay, I'm not gonna do what you're telling me that you think I should do based on your interpretation of the rules. But this is the reason why. And if that doesn't work for you, then let's figure something else out together. And like because I'm a player and they're a player, we need to figure that out. Yeah. Um, but yeah. if I don't if have a good reason, like I'm I try so hard. Sometimes it's hard as a DM, and like the parents in this group will also understand you you really have to fight against that instinct to just slap down because you just want to be in control and it's a compliance issue. Mm-hmm. I'm um, God, shut up. Yes, but <laughs> <it's> <laughs> legit like, and that is the reason some of us like being the DM well, is we're
5: a little bit of like I uh, you all down. control freaks. I think sometimes, yeah. sometimes like 100%. if it's just, if it if they come out of nowhere and they're like, hey, but the rules are like this, then you know yeah oh that's definitely like a, a you know you can sit down and talk to them you can everything but if it's to a point where like you can't play the game because they're right. constantly like no well you can't do that because of this right. well you can't do that because of this and the rest of the party isn't having any fun yeah i think it's time to just you know bring down the iron the iron hammer that time but if it's to- if it's just someone bringing it up and being like, <laughs> well, you know, I, the rules say this or, you know, everybody's kind of confused as to how something works. And then they're like, well, the rules say this, blah, blah, blah. Then, yeah, that's that's fine. That's part of the game. That's, you know, it's just w- what I'm talking about when I'm saying, you know, kill them off, get rid of them kind of thing is when they just go like everything. They a character farts and they're like, well, you have to roll this because of that, 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 that. And, uh, you know, it gets to the point where no one's having fun. Then you just got to you got to nip that in the bud.
1: Yeah. yeah, I tend to be the person, the the one that you're talking about. That's po- the positive side of that, where it's like, I think the rules this actually. And it's, it's more like of a hey, just so you know, because sometimes yeah, like I'm fun. playing with yeah. new DMs or new players. And I'm just like, I think this is how it works. But a lot of times the way that we handle it is. Um, we'll play it the rule of cool way or the DM's rule, and then while that's happening, we look it up, and then we'll say, okay, well, here's what the rule is, so we know going forward how it's supposed to be.
6: Exactly.
1: So, like, for example, I couldn't remember with Moonbeam if I could, because it says you can move it, so I was like, oh, well, then I should be able to just move it through a Group of people, right? So that's what my logic was. And we didn't want to look it up at the time. So we just moved it through the three people. We all of them took damage. And then we looked it up and realized, no, it stops on the first person. And we're like, okay, now we know that going forward. But rule of cool was they were all in a line. Moonbeam just went, Whoop. Mm. Yeah. and the but other
3: good way, way <laughs> I love that, Nikki. But the other, and I think that like the good way to engage the rules, rules lawyers is I always say that that any TTRPG is a bit like Monopoly. No house plays it exactly the same way. Like there's mm-hmm. always house rules for Monopoly, that's true for TTRPGs as well. And so I try to engage my rules lawyers. First off, if they're like that level of annoying that it's stopping me or other players from having fun and it's clear they're not having fun, go find a table that's right for you, buddy. Like I really? want you to be happy and I want you to find a table that's a good fit for you, but if you can find happiness at our table because we're your friends or, you know, I'm your aunt or whatever, like then, then by all means, come and join us. You're going to be the keeper of our house rules. And you're going to be the one that when I say, Hey, I remember making a ruling on this, but I don't remember what it was. You better remember what that rule is, buddy. Cause that's your role in our game and like honor them and like bring them and incorporate that, that need that they have. Um, I, I, I love that incorporated my rules lawyers in that way
4: yeah i think sarah's right well my, my first answer is read my column because it's an upcoming subject that i'm going to write about <laughs> but uh, but um, yeah i think uh, when it gets to the point like b said when it gets to the point where rules lawyers are irritating other players you have to do something about it right mm. so um what i've done because it's happened to me a few times so then Outside a game, if I can, I'll talk to them and just say, "Hey, you know, I appreciate your help." But you know, like if they're talk, if they're helping other players when they weren't asked to help, things like that. So I'll talk to them. But then you got to kind of throw them a bone, like what Sarah's saying. That I'll, I'll like there are rules that I just can't remember. I, yeah, for the life of me, I can't keep track of the difference between grappled, and, grappled, and restrained. So that case, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to turn to the rules lawyer and ask him, hey, do you remember this rule? Because if you do that once in a while, it'll, like, satisfy their needs almost to, yeah. to be the keeper of the rules, right? And you can, so it's, yeah, it's a, I guess it's a line you have to walk. The
1: one, the yeah, one I've that
4: always I... been, <clears throat> sorry.
1: No, go ahead.
2: I've always been a rules uh, lawyer, since uh, that's the new verbiage for it. <laughs> but I was very I was, yeah. very I was very adamant about rules when I first got into uh, D&D, because I started with AD&D, which had a mountain of rules. And then 3rd uh, Edition 3.5 had oh, about an equal mountain of rules. And I memorized all of them, because I don't like being wrong. <laughs> uh, but then I learned in the forever DM position, you are often... Put into a corner where you may or may not be wrong because you're managing so many things, you're gonna slip up, you're gonna make mistakes. And I've gotten to the point now where if someone calls me out and I'm doing something wrong with a character or a monster's <clears throat> ability, I'm not running it right, I'll be like, All right, my bad, this will be the last round of that, and then going forward, we'll follow the rule book. We do the same thing with characters. If a character is, you know, has been running a spell ability class feature, whatever, incorrectly, we let it slide. It's no big deal. Going forward, we'll try <laughs> and remember that this is how it's supposed to be, but we're not going to get bogged down. We're not going to slow the game down and like leaf through hundreds of pages of rules to try and figure out what's the correct way to play. And the rule of cool, I guess, I don't follow more as the rule of fun. Like if we can just take that rule, throw it in the back, ignore it, and continue with the flow of the game, that's what matters most to uh, my table.
3: I love that there are tables that that are for every player. Like I, mm-hmm. I've never met somebody. I, I've met a lot of people who are like, oh, I I'm really I can't I can't find people who play the way that I want to, then keep looking because there are players for you. And um, I I think, (laughs) yeah, like, and it's so important. It's just like finding like a good therapist. Like you might have to go to multiple before you find the right person for you or the right table for you, but it's so important you do. And I think... I I don't want to like take a dump on rules layers or people who love the min-max portion of the game because so many of the next generation of players who are about to come up come from World of Warcraft and Elder Scrolls and all of these video game RPGs where min-maxing is the name of the game. You have to have Mm -hmm. the right set and the right allocation of points and the right dels. And if we are... If we are like crapping on that and turning that away from, from new gamers into TTRPGs, they will stay in video games and we will lose out on all of that creativity and joy unless we're bringing them in and saying, let's find you a game and let's also let you enjoy the, the RP that you don't necessarily get in those video games that are very like railroady. Here is your three dialogue options, you know? Right. Um, yeah. I think well, one thing
2: you uh, will notice if you troll the Reddit forums for the most OP min-max builds, almost yep. all of them have that sort of line of, if the DM yes. lets you.
3: That's right. And that's what right. you'll see
2: is they'll be like, oh, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. And it's literally, it's like stacking 18 rounds of things that you do before you become the supreme being of combat. And it's like, I'm the DM. I am, for lack of a better word, the god of the world. And if I see you doing any sort of shenanigans that's going to take away from his fun or her her fun or anyone's fun from the game, I'm going to kibosh that. That's garbage. We're here to have a good time. We all Mm -hmm. need to have a good time. Not just you, but all of us.
3: And, And that, I think, is the really critical point that when you're dealing with with the rules lawyers who are taking away enjoyment from others, the big piece that Mm -hmm. me, that I come with, is I start the conversation by saying, hey, this isn't about me or you or this set of rules. This is about the fact that we all are sitting at this table, virtual or physical or whatever, and we all are playing a game and trying to do something collaborative. And right now it's feeling like, you are trying to be the star of the game, and mm-hmm. there are times for that, but this is a group... You you can't win this game. We Correct. win this game when we play together.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and as it, someone think, like... I'm a hardcore rules lawyer, and I even <sighs> say, like, there's times I need to shut up, let people have fun. <laughs> yeah.
4: It, it, it does get slightly different when you're working with younger players, though, because... <laughs> We're all, you know, we're all adults and we're, the rules is our framework and we're all there to have fun. But as a DM for younger players, there's an underlying responsibility to, well, at least from my perspective, I'm trying to inspire their creativity. So the rule of cool means a little bit more in that case because if I have a kid who comes up with something that is just so mind-blowingly original, but it should take two actions instead of you know he shouldn't be able to do it all in one round or, or something minor like that. Um, I'm going to let him do it, and and then the rules lawyer kids are going to object, and I'm just going to tell them, well, in this you know we I have to say in this case because this is a, you know this is an original idea, and and I don't know however you want to explain it, but basically saying in this case we're we're going to um, not use that strict interpretation. We're going to use a slightly different interpretation because, yeah, like Sarah said, the last thing you want to do is is stifle the creativity.
1: <clears throat> the only time that min-maxing actually bugs me is when it's one player at the table. If yeah. everybody at the table is doing it and you all are aware of it and you all are building these characters that are like perfect, perfect, overpowered beasts, yes. then great. But when it's one player and they just steal yeah. the thunder every single time and like leave the party and sneak off to do their own thing which I've played with multiple times and I hated it it ruins the game experience like literally in the game that I had played in that situation we got to the point where all the other players just started like role playing when he snuck off I'm like you guys mm-hmm. want ice cream? oh no he just disappeared again whatever he'll come back eventually And <laughs> want ice cream and we spend like an hour shopping and then yep. the game was over And, and that's like totally valid,
3: like the rule of cool, but also the cinematic rule, you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, you're going off to have side plot B, but unfortunately, the camera's not going to follow you on that. We're going to stick with the heroes, you know, like, I, you know, and the Marvel movies are such a good way to explain like those cinematic (laughs) moments of like, nobody knows really at the end, they've got that in the first Avengers. There's that really great scene where the camera spins around all of them and they're back to back and like how epic that scene was. And like, it's a scene later that Loki is in the penthouse and the Hulk comes in and like throws him into the ground several times. There's no camera showing how the Hulk gets up there. That was the Hulk's own side adventure. And nobody needed to see that. We're just, the camera's not going to follow you right now. Because yeah, the then... camera is going to focus on this other thing, mm-hmm. and yeah. I love—I um, had never really used that that mechanic before. I had seen like a Bria Iyengar use that recently, and just invoking the camera and recognizing it as as a visual tool or as a player or the audience has made a world of difference for me. First off, feeling like a valid DM because I was doing that anyway, and I just thought that I was messing mm-hmm. up. But it's such a powerful way because so many of us now have that common shared experience of those big uh, cinematic movies. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if it was a um if it was in a podcast I love or in streams, I've seen a couple people like role-play lives that will do the camera pans out and the audience sees and they'll like tell the audience like Something that's going on behind the scenes that the players don't know about. But that only works if your players don't metagame. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
6: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I love those aspects.
1: mm -hmm. Because then you can see things that's actually going on and understand. But there are people who can't not metagame. Like, I only do it if it's accidental. It's like, I thought I heard we said this but i couldn't remember who said it to who and it but because we, we were all at the table and then it, i met a game because the other person knew it and not me and i'm like oh okay sorry i didn't f- realize it. i didn't realize i couldn't remember who it was said to but like if i know a werewolf gets damaged by silver which is the most o- obvious one i'm just i'm just going to hit it with my normal dagger cuz i don't fucking know as a character mm-hmm.
5: exactly. yeah exactly and it's just no. some people that just can't separate game from you know like like the the them from their characters i should say because there was one no. one guy that he i didn't play with him but uh i was trying to get a couple friends into uh D or just the ttrpg experience in general and they were like oh, okay we're we're kind of interested <clears throat> and they they the thing was i didn't get to them fast enough to sign them up for a game. So they had another friend who was like, Oh, you want to play D and D? Oh, I got a, I got a couple people here that want to play and you know, they're super fun. And so they got them and I watched, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, able to be there like for the the actual stream of it. So I catch the VOD and it was just five hours of me staring in disbelief because Mm -hmm. They spent like two hours trying to argue with one of the players that even though he knows how something works and how something is set up, that his character wouldn't. And he was mm-hmm. like, well, but I know it, so I don't understand what my mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. would. And they were mm-hmm. like, OK, we get that, but we're trying to, you know. This, this is a different time period, a different everything. And he was like, well, that doesn't make sense. I mean, since I know it, then my character will know it. And like, it just went on like that for a good while. And then it was just things like that. Like people wouldn't just accept, hey, we're playing a game. We're going to be these people that don't understand these things or behave this way or do this or do that. And they were just like whatever. I want this. I want that. Just so you know, I can I can hurry up and cheese through the game. And then my friends had no fun whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And they they won't they won't play TTR. But I try and talk to them. I try and tell them. You know that was a horrible experience. I watched it. I'm sorry. Let me show you a different way. Let me show you something that's more accepting. Something that's more uh, uh, that gets more of your feedback <laughs> and accurate that you'll enjoy. And they're like nope, 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 nope.
1: I had a player I like... Like that. go ahead. I had a player like that. He would not listen to like I'm like, that's metagaming, you don't know about that. And he still do it. So like he would know that they're fighting something and he's gonna get the experience. <clears throat> so suddenly he rushes off to go fight with them, even though he had no idea they were fighting. So then this person over here goes into a room, finds something, puts it in his backpack before anybody comes back. Oh, I want that knife. What kind of knife did you get? I'm like, you don't know he has a knife. He's like, I run back. Yeah. Like, okay, why? You're back. Well, what what'd you find? What's that knife? You don't know there's a knife. Yeah. Well, what what'd you find? Insight yeah. check. You failed mm-hmm. your insight check. Well, he found something I wanted that would be good for my character. I'm like, you don't know it's there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I will make this uh, collapse
1: on you. Shut up.
2: <laughs> I think the, the worst experience I ever had of metagaming was my brother. The one who taught me how to play D&D, he got a copy of Dragon Mountain, which is an old-school, very famous, or I guess popular, you know, adventure. And he ran it at our local game store, and within the first hour, you enter the mountain. And there were seven of us playing. I had never played this before. These six other players immediately said, I don't go near the columns. And my brother was like, All right, cool. And he packed up all the stuff and that was the end of the game. Yeah. 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 And, and it's like... but
3: I th- <laughs> like and that's such a good first off, like as a DM, that's that's the worst when yeah. your players don't respect you, especially like not all of us have the creativity or inspiration in the moment or brain power or time to mm-hmm. homebrew whole worlds um yep. and modules really make such a difference. Um but like to to totally just reify what Nikki said and what Bee's said, like Nikki, that's why I use milestone system, I don't use XP because I For don't want my players it. to feel like they're missing out or that the role play is less important than the combat. That's a very personal choice though. I love playing in games where there's also XP because there is a thrill in that. And and Bee's like your friend sat through two hours of that. No, like, he
6: sat through
5: five. There was twenty two hours of minutes. Was yeah, no,
3: twenty minutes. I would have been like, "Hey, can we pause the stream? Pause the game? Like, we need to take this off the air yeah. or mm-hmm. off of I'm the table." <laughs> I, without having the context of what the DM was going through at that time, because I try not to be judgy, but I'm being a little bit judgy right now. Um, mm-hmm. That's a DM failure first and foremost. The DM should have shut that down real quick and said, you know what, this is such a good, like, where are your safety tools for your game? How come nobody's throwing a yellow card or a red card? Let's talk about this off stream where we can figure this ourselves. Let's, if you're at a physical table and you're not streaming, that's okay. You and me, let's, let's step over here. Let's have a quick discussion because it doesn't necessarily need to impact everybody. I want to make sure that you're enjoying the game with the person who's arguing with me, but like that's a DM, that's part of the job uh, is yep. management. And if you yep. can't manage the humans at the table and you can tell a good story, you need a co-DM <clears throat> who can manage the humans at the table.
5: Yeah. And he just He he didn't say anything to anyone. Yeah. He was he was not a good dm in any way shape or form i know i know a lot of people aren't super experienced and by all means if you're not super experienced still do it because you know it's experience and do what you love but that guy should not should not dm ever again yeah yeah, and like he didn't care about the game he was one of those who he was playing it he was dming so that he could uh help out someone that Uh, he, I, again, don't know these people, but just by watching that little VOD, obviously he had a crush on somebody and was trying to give her everything. So Uh, he was there to to give her the world and yeah, yeah, it just, it didn't work out for anyone.
3: Have you guys ever seen, it's, it's like a little indie movie. There was like a, a pretty decent, like named actor in it, but it's called Unicorn City.
5: Oh, okay. Unicorn City, oh, it came oh, out about no. 10
3: years ago. No. Okay. The whole premise is what we're talking about right here. The DM was the rules lawyer who kept changing the rules, hitting on oh, the girl at the table. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, okay. this guy wants to get a job for what is essentially like the wizards of the coast of this of you know, the planet that this uh movie is made in. Um, mm-hmm. and and he goes and builds a LARP a LARP playground for his friends to come and play in. And the DM shows up and tries to like, first off the centaur cosplay LARPs, a centaur and his back is a cooler on wheels. It's like a full like chest cooler (laughs) on wheels. So if for no other reason it's on prime, I'm not affiliated with any of them, but you guys have to go watch it um it oh it God. it's so good and it touches on everything we've just say the name about. of it it's again? so good unicorn city
0: unicorn city all right
2: yeah so it's i have so a good. i have a friend who i i taught him how to play D D back in 2003 <laughs> in high school and uh he messaged me the other day and said he was finally running his own game as a dm because he felt he had enough experience now to do it.
6: Mm.
2: And I was like, you know what, dude? I'm like, I I feel you. I get it. Like I was taught by a bunch of old school AD&D and before players. And like my brother put me through the rigors before I was allowed to be a DM. Like you gotta play all the classes, you gotta play multiple types of storylines. You gotta use multiple types of abilities. You gotta go through everything before you can even begin to be a DM. So like being a DM for me, and I think a lot of other old school players kind of go along the same realm is like, it was more like uh, a gauntlet or a test that you had to go through before you were allowed to become a DM. (laughs)
1: <laughs> my first time DMing was purely because the um DM of our table was like I need a break and nobody else wanted to take mm, up the mantle and I had one. never DM'd before and I'm like okay I-, I don't want this to end I'll go find a like a quest or something online because I didn't want to do a campaign and it was only supposed to be like a short break and I found a quest my first couple times DMing not great because oh, yeah, I very yeah. much yep. stuck to the way that it was written. Mm-hmm. I actually remember one of my friends going, Well, what do I see? I roll an investigation. Well it doesn't say you can roll an investigation check.
6: Yeah, <laughs> <was> yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> I'm like, it doesn't tell me what to tell you. I don't know yeah. what to tell you. I didn't look, it doesn't say. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm just like, I don't plan at all. I'm just like, eh, there's a We'll figure this out with some Googling <laughs> while we're playing yeah think... i've been
2: told some of my best games have been the ones that i had zero preparation on mm. like players showed up and they're like we're ready to game and i'm like i
6: have nothing uh.
2: oh that was today and i'm like i'm like what's your recap <laughs> and while they're recapping the game i'm like all right um, what the fuck can i do <laughs>
3: <today."> And <laughs> how much of that is exactly for that thing that nikki just said of like you are in the moment with yep. your with your friends playing this game as mm-hmm. opposed to like, okay, they need to hit this plot point. The WTF is coming up. Here's the hook. Here's the piece of information I need to seed for something that's gonna happen three levels from now. Like yeah. those moments where you're in the game, I think are are so, so important. Yeah. I All think right.
1: that when players do, or DMs do plan, it can be wonderful with my Friday yes. DM does that and it's absolutely fantastic. But if you want just chaos, I am your DM.
0: Respect. <laughs> So we just had a very last minute ask my question next come in. So I'm going to pose it to all of you guys. The question is uh, it's from RF Chaos again. Have you ever had an experience where you walked away from a table and would you like to share?
1: Yes.
5: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A
1: couple times. Yeah, I I have.
5: I have only one. Only once. I got one.
3: I have never had to have an experience where I've walked away from a table. Like I, I am so privileged to be able to say that. No, I've never
5: had to walk away from. I thought it was too. I usually get along with. You know, I've had some great DMs in the past, but there was just one game where I had to. I mean, the 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 table and the community had to Whoa. just. Yeah. Gone.
6: Mine
1: was yeah. um, or sorry, if you weren't done.
5: No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going to tell mine last because it's pretty long. Not really long. But Yeah.
1: Mine was an online game and it was uh, on Sundays. And it was like six hours every Sunday. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. I was playing like seven games at the time because I was having problems. I was just like, I need distractions from my brain. Um, And I was the only person in the group of like seven that showed up consistently every single week on time, and stayed the entire seven hours. Everybody else was no call, no shows, last minute late, leaving early, whatever. Well, at the beginning of the pandemic, um, our 24-hour Walmart right down the street stopped being 24 hours, and we needed to grab water, because we were going to have a storm or a hurricane or something, and, Like we have to go grab water real quick, and they close in 30 minutes. So I hop on Roll20 on my phone and Discord on my phone, put my headset on, and we- my husband drives us to the store thinking nothing's wrong. I'm still playing. I couldn't roll an initiative on the app for Roll20. So I said, hey, can you just click on my token and roll initiative for me? For some reason I can't do it. Why can't you roll initiative? Because I had to go to Walmart real quick to pick up some water before they close well, why are you going to Walmart? We're in the middle of the game. And I'm like, cause they close before they end and there's a fucking hurricane coming. Yeah. Come on, come yeah. on. And then he like went off on me for 20 minutes berating wow. me wow. about morning, it. Know. So I waited till the end of the game. And then I said, I do not appreciate the way that you spoke to me. I'm the only person who has been here consecutively consistently. I'm the only person here who has listened to you complain about every single (laughs) other person here because of that. I am not going to be in your game anymore. You are disrespectful. And he banned me before anybody else could say anything instantaneously. Wow. And I'm just like.
2: What a douche.
1: Okay, bye. (laughs) Yeah. That game ended up falling apart. Um, I'm friends with one person still from that game, and that game ended up falling apart really poorly because he just kept getting worse and worse and worse. Wow. Damn,
4: girl, that sucks. That's how I
6: usually goes.
4: Yeah. um, I think I've only walked away from a game once. It was supposed to be a campaign. I forget what we were playing. But um, there was a really inexperienced DM, and she knew one of the players, and she basically gave him... Was his story, and the rest oh, of us were like bit players. So, yeah. this <laughs> he was playing a paladin, and his goal was to like conquer the universe. Oh, it was one of the giants' mm-hmm. adventures. So, his goal was to like kill all the giants and conquer their castles or something. But he was a paladin, he wasn't an anti paladin, he wasn't an oath breaker, mm-hmm. he was lawful good. And he, when he would, de- he would defeat people, monsters, bad guys and he would torture them and enslave them. And the rest of us are like, you're the paladin, aren't you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was just like out of control. So after, and the DM had no idea what was going on. So I was just like, this doesn't make any sense, forget it. And that was after remaking my character once to try to get along better with them. But it was, Mm -hmm. that was kind of pointless.
0: I had a game where I have a he's a good friend of mine and we've been friends for over 20 years now but he is a terrible DM, just a terrible <laughs> DM. And he Not loves to do it, which is so which is so frustrating. Oh. But um he he designs a game, but the problem is that it's usually a game that he has based around some very obscure anime. And so it has to go exactly the way the storyline goes or he won't let it happen. And so so I was playing a character who uh, had wings and could fly, like, you know, short bursts. And so he had another character that was like, you know, basically like classic witch on a broom kind of thing. And they were like, oh, you need to come up here and see what's going on. And I was like, no, thanks. I'm good, you know, down here. And literally this went on for easily five minutes where he's like, no, no, you need to come up here. And I'm like, no, really, I'm good. You know, and so this kept going on and kept going on. And finally, I just said, is it absolutely imperative to the story that I come up there? And he's like, yes. And I said, and you can't change the story to adapt the fact that my character is perfectly content where they are. And he's like, no. And I said, then we are done (laughs) because now you're not allowing me to actually play my character. You just want to like play with your little action figures and, you know, make a story with it. And I'm all set with Mm -hmm. that,
5: so. Sweet Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. In
3: autism support, we call that parallel play.
5: Yes.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So I forgot, did everybody share? Uh, I have one before UBS. If you oh, don't go mind. ahead. Go ahead. So, uh, back in the mid two thousands, my friend and I were asked to join a game. Uh, he joined first. I joined two weeks later because of prior commitments. But the uh, rules of the game were: we everyone started as two class levels. This was three point five. So, <clears throat> my I joined as uh, Kami, which is the uh, character I'm most famously known for. Probably not online, but within my gaming circles. Anyways, so uh, our game had a warforged fighter rogue, a elf druid, or sorry, cleric ranger, not druid, (laughs) foam fang, a goblin bard barbarian, And then myself, Kami, who was a fighter ranger, Uh, given level, he was then a battle dancer, blade dancer, Uh, he was seven different classes. But the two characters who played a druid, uh, I'm sorry, cleric, ranger, and then a fighter rogue were so bad at D&D. And I hate to say that, but they were just bad at D&D that we would start combat and one example is we were fighting a bunch of uh a a they were like the ogreish creatures that had a third arm coming out of their chest uh if you remember from back in the day and the warforged fighter rogue decided he was going to spend his first several rounds finding a tree that would support his weight so that he could fire his bow and then the cleric ranger was going to find a suitable area to start summoning creatures meanwhile the goblin barbarian bard and the halfling fighter rogue blade dancer whatever decided to just rush these giant creatures and eviscerate them as quickly as possible and my friend jamie and myself we essentially the entire game were the most powerful characters we tried to give the other players a chance we tried to bring them into the spotlight and they didn't want to and essentially we eventually just walked away from the game because we were having a great time but the others weren't and we felt like we might have been holding them back we might have not been holding them back so we just figured it'd be better if we just left the game and let them try to figure out what they needed to figure out. Because they were very new. We were very experienced. So we left and found a different game, hoping that they would find more enjoyment without more experienced players in their game, if that makes sense.
3: Definitely. Got to find the right table for you. Okay.
2: Thank you. Yep. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so my story... Is a combination of every other story that has been told tonight.
6: Oh (laughs) no!
5: Every time somebody was telling a story, I'm like, "Huh? Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. That happened too. That happened too." So, I was in a game. This is this is you know I was super excited. My first superhero game. Started playing. Made a character. I was like, I was dying to play. I was pumped. Uh, you know, it it was four of us in the GM and we started playing and, um, it was fine for a while. Like it took us forever to get together, uh, as a team. So it was pretty much just, uh, half the team. It was, it was, it was always a swap between scenes where it would be one scene with half the party, one scene with the other half. And you know, it it was fine because it allowed me and another player to build upon our, our characters relationships with one another. And they were like the dynamic duo. They were, they were, they got along. They, uh, you know, they, they, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They pretty much made up for the other's weakness. And they looked out for other, they, they genuinely cared for one another. And, you know, it, it was a great you know it was a great uh dynamic between the two so the other character <clears throat> was a hacker and they did a whole bunch of hacking stuff and it was all fine that was all they did it was literally a a partial uh like a cybernetic cuz this was this was like a uh 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 what is it oh my god a a, like a uh, cyberpunk game cyberpunk thank you it was a cyberpunk <laughs> kind of setting and, you know, so she was just a, a, a she was partial. She was like a, a Android, uh, you know, so she would walk around and, you know, she, she could interface with computers.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: So we, uh, you know, we were playing, everything was fine. And then we finally get together and, uh, you know, there's going to be, there's, you know, we, we had planned this from the beginning that when we finally met up, that it, There was going to be some tension because, you know, we didn't want to just go, hey, everybody meets up. Everybody's friends. No, these are people from all sorts of different walks of life. So we were going to get together and it was going to go, you know, it was going to go poorly. And then from that, we start working towards building up and getting along with one another to create that cohesive team that we needed. So the first time we met, we had that episode and it went terribly, but in a good way. Like we all, it's how we wanted it to go. So it went terribly marvelously, you know? So during, during the, the, uh, during the, 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 interaction, the, we were trying to negotiate a contract and, uh, the, the hacker tried to find some dirt, couldn't find any dirt. So then we were like, all right, whatever. We, you know, still continue with the talks. We'd be like, all right. So it, it kind of ended there. Afterwards, we get a DM complaining about everything dealing with hacking out of nowhere. And we were like, oh, wait, where's this coming from? And they were like, oh, I ain't got nothing to do with you. It's just, you know, to to happen. And so it just, it kept escalating and escalating to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm I, I appreciate the time I appreciate the experience but I need to I gotta go I can't be a part of this because it it then became you know shut up these are the rules if mm-hmm. you guys don't like them I don't know what to tell you because this is this is how it's gonna be and I was like I can't you know I'm not gonna get into this you guys have a good one. thank you for the time you know. And good luck in the future. And I just, I had to walk away.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Such a sad question. Yeah. It is.
0: Which yeah. is an unfortunate way because we are out of time. Oh <laughs> no! no! <laughs> Man,
2: I could um, go on forever.
0: But I think, I know, I know. And some of these topics are so great for bringing out all kinds of uh, of really good conversation, but... I think um, I think the important thing to take from this particular topic is that it's okay to walk away from a game if you need to, and people should feel that they are able to walk away from a game if they need to.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know. And also, if you if you are a rules lawyer, learn to bend. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Because I used to be a rules. We don't use that term anymore, but I was a rules (laughs) n. Back in the day, as I was referred to. And uh, learn to just suck it up. Let people have fun. You don't always have to be right. Yeah. All right. You. What
0: were you uh, going to say, Bees?
5: No, I was going to say just... just... It, you guys are playing this game for fun you are playing yep. this game to enjoy yourselves and enjoy your life yeah. if you're not enjoying it don't play don't play with that group find, like real. like like uh everyone else has been saying like sarah has been saying a lot find the group for you yeah. Yeah. Find the mm-hmm. one that you you when it's game time, if you're like, Yes, oh it's game time, sweet, I can't wait for game to start. Yeah, it's game day. You know, great. If you get up in the morning and you're like, Oh shit, it's Wednesday, uh yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah. gotta prep for this stupid game again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then that's yeah. not right for you. Not yeah. right for you at all.
1: Yeah. Also, if the system isn't one you're enjoying, try other systems. Yes. There are so yeah. many out there. There's, yeah. so There's more yeah. than just D and D. Yeah. And some of them are fantastic.
5: Yeah. Definitely.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, we
0: are going to go back around again and have everybody remind us of who you are, where we can find you on social media. If you have anything that you want to share about or promote, you know, feel free to do that. So we're going to start with Bees and work our way back around.
5: (laughs) Hello, everyone. Bees again. I am a variety streamer voice actor ttrpg enthusiast pixel artist speedrunner, and overall hype man um you can find me on my channel big underscore bees i'm on twitter at big bees underscore and uh you can also find me mondays and fridays mondays for the t and b's power hour uh on rfc uh rf chaos and you can uh on the same channel fridays with sparrows um i got a bunch of stuff coming out uh so, like in the works so just keep an eye on my twitter or uh you know go go to my 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 channel and join my discord and you'll definitely keep, be kept up to date on uh all that good stuff
0: awesome yay bees i am uh, i'm glad that you are staying busy <laughs>
5: I'm trying oh to. I know. Trying to. And thank you for having me, Luna. You know, you know I love being here.
0: I know. it's <laughs> so funny because every time I try to get bees out, I'm like, I know your schedule's nuts, but do you have any time on Sunday?
5: <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I just flip everything. I'm like, hell yeah, I do. Let's yeah, go.
0: I do now. <laughs> 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 oh, well, thanks for coming to hang out. It's always a pleasure no to problem. spend time with you. Uh, I Jason, love
4: getting some of that good Luna time. Yeah.
0: Jason, let's go to you next.
4: Yeah, so I'm Jason. Uh, Thank you, Luna, for having me on. I'm always here, but usually I'm on the other side of the keyboard. Yeah. Um, So I am uh, an artist, uh, writer, DM, all kinds of things. Uh, I have a couple. No, I have one module up on um, drive through rpg Rescue at Skykeep, which is designed to teach rpgs for new players specifically young players uh and i write at shadowmain.com my blog site then i like i said everywhere else i'm Shadowmain on facebook and so it's a- s-h-a-d-o well you guys get the like <clears throat>
0: <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> awesome well thanks for coming on and, and hanging out tonight it was it's always nice when i can put a face to the name so um hey. so this has been great and uh looking forward to chatting some more at some point um sarah we'll go to you next
3: um, Luna, thank you so much for having me on. Everybody it was so nice to meet you, and like I just want to stay on our Discord and talk longer because you guys have all been so awesome and interesting to talk to. Um, I am Sarah Sheher. You can find me um, at the At Vancouver by Night D and D games, not their vampire games, although they're gonna harass me until I eventually do that too. Um, I I DM on Sundays at two Pacific, and I play tuesdays at 10 my time so 6 pacific um and um yeah come come and see what we've got there or find me on twitter um like i have a huge like teacher twitter following but i split off my DD or like my ttrpg twitter and it doesn't have a lot of followers and i'm my ego's taken a bit of a hurt, so like if you can follow me on Twitter, I'd really appreciate it. Um, and like if and and soon to be on the at uh, patrons and parents game yeah. that I'm going to be DMing for these fine, <laughs> people. So uh, yeah. looking forward to that.
5: I'm not. I'm not playing. I will move whatever I have to move <laughs> for to real. Play this yeah. Game. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Family and work aside, this will take. Forever. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We will make it happen, and we we can stream it right here for everybody. <laughs> I can That's
2: hear awesome.
3: my husband yeah. laughing, so. He he can't give me shit about it later when like no, I make time.
6: That's <laughs> it's right, good. That's it's right.
0: Good. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, thank you, Sarah, for coming to hang out, and you know, hopefully, we can get to get to chat some more. We'll get some more TTRPG folks thrown at your Twitter, and um, you know, I'm I'm sure I'll see you around the Twitterverse. Um, Orc, let's go to you next.
2: Oh snap! Uh, I'm Orc from Mork, your friendly neighborhood Orc. I troll around the TPRPG scene, uh, throwing around bad memes, and trying to support uh, positivity in the uh, TTRPG community. Uh, I do a lot of homebrew stuff. Uh, It's on my coffee, as I like the user interface of that, as opposed to DriveThruRPG or uh, DMs Guild, whatever the other ones are. Mm -hmm. So you can have my coffee. You'll find a lot of PF uh, Pathfinder 2nd Edition content. Uh, Witcher and Final Fantasy is what I've been focusing on lately. And some homebrew stuff for 5E. And if there's anything you want to see, just hit me up and uh, we can make it happen.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on again and hanging out with Hell me a yeah. bit more. And uh, it's always a good time when you're here. So thank you. Woo. And uh, Nikki.
1: I actually have written out all the things so I don't forget things. All right. Last time I forgot that. <laughs> All right, so um, I am the creator. I'm Nikki. I'm the creator of Beholder to No One, a TTRPG podcast. On Mondays, we release discussions where we have uh, at least one person from other shows or in the community on with me as we discuss or interview. On Thursdays, alternating, we have Beholder to One Shot, where we play usually non D and D one shots with again members of the community. And that currently is being alternated with Clearlight, a horror-esque 5th edition actual play, which is soon being replaced with The Morning Blues, a chaotic cowboy bebop inspired bounty hunter game,
6: which I am super
1: excited for. Um, I also have Dice Before Dawn where Phoenix by Night, a Vampire the Masquerade actual play will be released soon on Patreon. Later in the future, it will be released on podcast form. And Sound Control RPG with Radio Signal, a savage world sci-fi space opera, where a group of friends turned salvagers are trying to survive after the galaxy shattered apart. This is also going to be on Patreon, eventually released on podcasts. Finally, <laughs> I just finished DMing on Awfully Queer Heroes um, using d 5th edition Uncaged Anthology series, which can be found on the DMs Guild, where three rogues and a paladin get themselves in a crap ton of trouble. And mischief and chaos. (laughs) That's it. That's all my things. That's everything. (laughs) Love it. There's also the YouTube channel. There you go. There you go.
6: That's
1: everything.
0: And somewhere in the middle of that, she's available to hire to edit your podcasts for you.
1: (laughs) Yes. Hell yeah. Please do. I need money.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, Nikki, thank you for coming on and and hanging out again. Uh, This is always fun. I, I love when I get to hang out with you. Uh, And I am Gamer Mom Luna. This has been Tales from the Tavern. We're here every Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time where we take questions and chat about things that uh, chat throws at us, which is always a lot of fun. Uh, On Tuesday nights, we have our Star Wars game, which is a Fantasy Flight Edge of the Empire campaign called Ripples in the Gray. And Wednesday night is our Pathfinder first edition game, uh, Fifty Shades of Crimson, which uh, is, is... Always an adventure with that crew as well. So we are going to kick off a raid uh, to our friends, Total Party Chill. And we will hopefully see you uh, later this week or next Sunday when we're back here at the Tavern. Have a great week, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tales from the Tavern. If you ever have a question you'd like our group to answer or would like us to add something to the podcast conversation, feel free to reach out to us at anchor.fm forward slash taverntales, or look us up on Twitter at sharedexprpg. You just may hear it answered or even included on the podcast. Thanks so much. Bye.